Love Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseya. In Russia, Zdrastuitsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Athen Wasalan. In Ghana, Akwaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saobona. In Senegal, Nangadef. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu Alaikum. Greetings, and may peace be upon you all. Is Monday morning a struggle to get out of bed, into the swing of things? Well, don't worry, you are not alone. Join us for thought-provoking, stimulating, and mindful conversations on higher learning with Zelda Speaks for your Monday morning mindfulness session on Blog Talk Radio, The Female Solution, Mondays, 7.30 until 9 a.m. Be sure and send your ideas, thoughts, comments, and suggestions. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit zeldaspeaks.com and send us your info. We'd love to have you. Experience mindfulness moments with the mindfulness-slash-stress relief coach, Zelda Speaks. And thanks for sharing the mindfulness moment tip of the day. Stay on purpose, stay empowered, and stay tuned to your next session of Mindfulness on Higher Learning with Zelda Speaks. Make it a mindful day. And thanks for listening.
thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to Monday Morning Mindfulness on the Female Solution. We're just here to start your day off right with the Higher Learning Network and Monday Morning Mindfulness Meditation. Meditation coming up at 7.15, so be sure and text, uh, send somebody a notice and let them know they're about to have an experience this morning. It's Monday. (coughs) Excuse me. And all the chaos that is going on in the community, we need some me time before we get started with everything. So that's what this is about this morning. Today's topic is police uh, misconduct and what we can do about it. We'll be joined by the second district counselor, uh, Julie Klein. She'll be joining us in the uh, 7.30 hour. So stay tuned. Send somebody a text call. Let them know. You need to hear this today. And if you are joining us online, thank you so much, on our YouTube and Facebook channel, Higher Learning TV Show. And be sure and check out my Instagram, Zelda Speaks, the number two and the letter U. And also there's one to me. Don't ask me how that happened. Anyway, uh, if you're headed uh, out and about today, today's traffic is sponsored by Karen Kelly of iPex.com. If you are an entrepreneur, a business owner, and you have products to sell or you want to have products to sell, well, this is an organization that can help you get to the next level. And if you are thinking about it, stop thinking and just join because you can get a $100 a bonus to start shopping right away. And the only catch to that is that you have to mention uh, the promo code, which is Zeldo, <laughs> Z-E-L-D-A. I always give thanks to the ancestors who came before me and made my way possible. So be sure and check out uh, Karen Kelly from uh, chicago.itex.com and be sure and tell her Zelda sent you, yeah, so that you can get that $100 and go shopping for whatever you need. And that's on me. All right, if you're headed out and about today, just know that it is your regularly Monday morning madness, and it is lots of chaos out there going on. Trust me when I tell you. Oh, yeah. It's off to a chilly start with weather uh, for today, low in the 60s, sunshine, up to 63 today. Yay! But it's still, you need a sweater or a jacket, so don't get too happy about that. Uh, Clear skies, temperatures dropping down to the 40s tonight, 30s overnight as usual. You know, it is uh, December, uh, I'm sorry, November. And Tuesdays and Wednesdays, back up into the 60s. And as we take a look at the expressways, it is horrible, as it usually is on a Monday morning. Uh, It's the parking lot. Uh, on the Kennedy and almost an hour inbound due to a restaurant fire that was shut down at Lind, uh, Fullerton and Lincoln. So you want to avoid that area at, if you can at all. 55, excuse me, an hour inbound and outbound is 30 minutes. As we take a look at the Edens, not so bad, 24 in, 20 out. On the Eisenhower, that's a whole other story. Uh, there's a crash at Sacramento. That has been cleared, but there's a four- to five-car crash, and it's going to cost you an hour drive. Uh, so you take the street if you pass Harlem. Uh, don't even go anywhere near it. Yep, 
That's an hour, over an hour. On the Stevenson, 24 in, 21 out. On the Dan Ryan, 27 in. You're slow at 35th to the loop. Uh, 13 minutes on the reverse. On the Bishop Ford, it's 11 inbound, 10 on the reverse. And Dusable, Lakeshore Drive, it is 10 minutes inbound and 9 minutes on the reverse. And that's your traffic and weather sponsored by Karen Kelly of iTex.com. And if you want to go anywhere in the world, Jamaica, you know, Caribbean, um, Mexico, Vegas, anywhere, you can go. Because we're about to go to Jamaica. Remember last month I said uh, broadcasting live from Jamaica, Georgia? You know, I've always wanted to go to Jamaica. Because there's so much many medicinal herbs there for whatever ails you. I want to be in the place where that stuff is grown. So you can go to Jamaica anywhere. But you got to use that promo code. Z-E-L-D-A. Alrighty. Okay, uh, if you need extra income, and this is the place to do it. So, if you are also uh, watching television, which most of us are, you can go to set those DVRs for Tuesdays at 6, Wednesdays at 1 on Channel 19 to see the Higher Learning Network TV show. And things that you may not see here on the Internet. Not everything makes it to the Internet. So that's why we have Channel 19. And if you are um, out and about, it really really does make a difference. Before you go, I want to give you the word for the day. And that is taken from Daryl Lynn sent us something today, and I just thought that was so sweet. Thank you, Daryl Lynn. And Daryl Lynn says, where did it go? I just had it here. Uh, Daryl Lynn, oh, there you are, from Peter 2:15 and 16:4. So it is the will of God that ye, with well doing, ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. Thank you, Daryl and Kelly. We appreciate that. That is your word for the day. As we uh, remind you to, uh, if you're listening (coughs) online, now is the time that we take the time to go within and prepare for our day because most of us just get up and just run out the door. Mm-mm. That's not what we want to do. We want to spend some time with self, with our higher power, that which came to connect us to that which we are to do here on the planet. <coughs> Excuse me. So this is the time that we take to say thank you to those who came before us and made our way possible. So what I ask you to do is to simply sit up straight in your chair, take, prepare for a moment of quiet. And we do that by simply breathing, breathing in and breathing out. It's just that something. That's why it's called stress relief. We often look to something to put in our mouths when we're stressed out. Coffee, tea, whatever. Cookie, donut, pie, cigar. And that's temporary. What I'm about to give you is always 
indefinitely working. So we're going to begin the process of breathing, simply breathing in and breathing out. Breathe in through the nose. Because I want you to feel your chest expand. And in that breathing, you will have an experience that you have not had before because they don't teach us how to breathe. You only learn that in yoga or somewhere where somewhere someone is concerned about your well-being. But today, I thought about the one thing that I sometimes forget to do, and that is to calm the spirit down and use essential oil. Now, I've got to thank my girl, Karen McCoo, who first introduced me to essential oils, uh, my media instructor who taught me how to edit, how to produce, how to produce a show, and my girlfriend, Jody Susan of Susan Essentials, who is a connoisseur of oils, and she teaches that. So be sure and tune in tomorrow morning, 7 to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, and she will share with you many of those oils, but I'm going to share with you right now this one that I use. Peppermint oil. This is one. I have many. I'll show you one every week, a different one. But this is peppermint oil. So just take it very concentrated so you don't need a lot. Take a drop. See that drop? Bam. Just one drop. You take two if you want. But I take one. And I rub it in my hand. And guess what I do? Oh, my goodness. Does that open you up? Peppermint. Yes. Yes. Peppermint. Any congestion, anything going on here? It's so healing. You know, you used to wonder why grandma used to keep a uh, peppermint in a purse. Now you know. You can't inhale a peppermint. you got to chew that one. But let's breathe in together. Oh, I feel all of that. And I hope you <laughs> feel the energy. It <laughs> feels so good as we inhale. Oh, giving thanks for the power of the breath. Divine order is who and what we are experiencing today, and we exhale. Woo! Yes, love, love, love. Inhale. And exhale. And just sit with that breath for a moment to see what it feels like. To remind yourself this is what you can feel like when you're attacked all of a sudden. Physically, mentally, emotionally, anytime somebody comes into your space and they're hollering and screaming at you or whatever, you just simply and blow it out to your mouth. And I promise you, they're gonna look at you like you done lost your last man. But that's okay, because it got them away from you. So as we continue breathing in and breathing out, you'll hear this sound. And that is the sound to keep you, to remind you that you're all those thoughts that are floating on your to-do list and you got to get here, you got to get there, and you got to get to work, get, take care of the kids, get to school. All of that stuff can wait because right now it's your time. Let me hear you say my time. You like my time? There you go. So this is what you will hear as we read it. And stretch those arms, ooh, and rotate those shoulders, and ooh, that feels good, backwards and forward as we breathe in. And as we breathe out, 
If you are doing this with me, you will feel a sensation in your body like any no other. So that's why we continue to breathe in. And breathe out. Giving thanks. Continue to breathe in and breathe out without me. Just breathe. Giving thanks for the power of the breath. Because someone, somewhere, may have respiratory issues, cannot even breathe on their own, may have a trachea or something in their throat. And look at you, breathing all on your own. Go. Just continue to breathe. Breathe in. And breathe out. As you continue breathing in and breathing out, breathe in. Bring all of that energy from the breath up to the top of the forehead, down through the face, as the breath lands on the shoulders, as we breathe in, and as we breathe out and rotate those shoulders, as we breathe in, and turning to the right, feel that stress, yeah, feel that stress, your inner organs love it, and blow it out, breathe in, turn to the side. Feel another stretch. Oh, yeah, that stretch feels good. Oh, I see I got a high back chair back here, so I got my arm up here. You don't have to have a high back chair. Just turn around and stretch. Just give the body, the inner organs, a little washing this morning. Breathing in and breathing out and just moving as we breathe in. Hold it. And blow it out. As we breathe in. Taking all the energy of the breath, bringing it down through the throat and the chest and the sides and the back and the buttock as we breathe out and as we breathe in and as we breathe out, sending more love, light, and energy down through the hips and the thighs and the knees and any part of your body that speaks to you that says, ah, maybe a little bit out balance. I got a little uh, pain here. It's a signal that something is out of balance. My knees speak to me quite often. That's why I walk. Your knees hurt, just walk on them as much as you can or lay on your back and move them up in the air because as a senior, well, as um, citizens of this country and other countries, whatever countries you're in, we have a tendency because computers are so popular, we sit all day. Mm-mm, not healthy. Get up every hour. I had to have a chiropractor tell me that after I couldn't walk, so breathe in. Hold it. And breathe out, sending more love, light, and energy down through the legs and the ankles and the arches and the insteps and the heels and the toes. Yes, got breath all the way down there as we breathe in. Bringing the energy of the feet back up through the ankles and the legs and the knees and the thighs as we breathe in. And as we breathe out, giving thanks that the air from our lungs is moving throughout our body, bringing it back up to the chest and the shoulders, and just where we often hold stress. And that's why we take these fingers here, and we simply massage those muscles because the tension has been set. And it's it's a challenge to dissolve that tension, but if you massage back there, you don't have to wait to go to a massage therapist to massage yourself, okay? So just with your fingers, just like that, just knead, and then the back of your neck as you continue to breathe in, 
And as you breathe out, massage the back of the neck. Just run up and down the back of your neck just like that. Just give that vagus nerve some love. Go up back up to the top of your scalp, to the back of your scalp. Just just give it some love. Yeah, just do all of that. And just love on yourself this morning as we breathe in. And as we breathe out, we give it power of the breath, because it is the breath that will keep us in times of chaos and confusion, because there's a lot of that going around, and you don't have to be fully affected by it. You can hear it, see it, but not taste it, because what? You're breathing in. See, this is the armor. The breath is armor. The late, beloved poet actress, author, film director, dancer, phenomenal woman, Dr. Maya Angelou says, before you face the day, face God, face the spirit that is within you that will guide you, guard you, and protect you, despite what these lying eyes see, that's why we do what? We breathe in, we breathe in, and we breathe out. We breathe in, and we breathe out. As we take the energy of the breath and focus it on the parts of our body that's talking to us, I'm so wonderfully blessed this morning that nothing is talking to me. No part is talking to me. I feel so good because that's what the breath does. It energizes you. And it's peppermint, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, you have just activated the happiness gene. You see, because on 11-11, a few days ago, there was a portal that was open. And I had an experience that I didn't even know I had. I was doing my affirmations. I write them and I say them out loud. And one of those affirmations is, I am joy. I am joyful. I am joyous. And all of a sudden, I started smiling, and I couldn't figure out why I was smiling. Well, you see, there's a connection between the fingers and uh, pencil or uh, ink pen and paper. And that connection sent signals to my brain that I was actually happy. And it can happen to you too. So this is why I always tell you to write things down. You see, because they've got us on this computer. Shh, don't tell nobody. They got us on these computers, and we're on them 24-7, and the synapses, the synchronicity cannot happen on a computer. It has to be from what the hand, the there's veins and messages and blood and 
it's all running through your hands, and it travels up your arm and goes to the brain, and you wonder why you feel so good. Because you just gave your body the signal to feel good. You just gave your body, just by simply writing, I am joy, I am joyous, I am joyful. Try that. Don't believe me. As a matter of fact, don't believe nothing I say. See for yourself, and you will see a difference in the type of experience you will have on a day-to-day basis. Yep, I said it, and I meant it, and you can quote me on it. Nah, I don't believe you. Just try it. As you inhale, and as you exhale. As we give thanks for the power of the breath that can take us anywhere we want to be in life. But it all begins with the breath. Thank you for participating with me this day with the breath because the breath will keep you out of harm's way. So that's something that you can try on your own. And that is something that I would like for you to share as well because sharing is caring. And if you care enough for those who are in your life who can make a difference and those who are in your life who can make a difference, I hope you care enough to share it because sharing is caring. And when you care about yourself, you care about others, you want to do the right thing. And the right thing is always, always doing what the Creator has assigned you to do. And that is your Monday morning mindfulness meditation. And I hope you've enjoyed it, and I do hope that you will share this with someone because nine times out of ten before the day is over, somebody's going to come into your space, mm -hmm, your peaceful arena with self, and they're going to try and disturb you. And all you have to do is breathe. Just start breathing. They're going to look at you like you're going to lost your last man. But that's okay because you know the secret, and the secret is just simply keep breathing. And you can check that out and more on my uh, my Instagram page, uh, Zelda Speaks or Zelda Speaks Mindfulness, either one of those. And you can always get updates on my blog, zeldaspeaks.wordpress.com. And it is... Oh, looking at the comments this morning. Grand rising ageless beauty. See you at eight thirty. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you might be seeing me at uh, eight o'clock because Julia thought it was uh, a thirty minute interview, so be prepared. Anyway, thank you so much. And uh wherever you're watching from, you can uh say hi, good morning, this uh, grand rising this morning as well because we are always Always, always happy to see you and happy for you to share this information with someone because not everybody is at peace. There's a lot of chaos and confusion that's going on in the world. And we don't have to be a part of it. And speaking of what's going on in the world, I want to share with you uh, one of the projects that we're working on um, for the homeless. And, uh, oh, also, uh, we're celebrating, uh, what is it, uh, Veterans Day, couldn't even remember the words, 
Veterans Day because many of our veterans are still being disrespected. Today, in this climate in which we live, veterans are still being disrespected and not given what they should be and what they're entitled to. So let's go to my blog, Zelda Speaks. Dot wordpress.com you'll see victorious veterans day and i just wanted to salute the veterans who have come before us and made our way possible so you will see that there and many other um, resources of information that is available to you okay Alrighty, so if you are watching this morning and you would like to join the conversation, we will we will be uh, joined by Julie Klein, and she will be joining us. And before we do that, let me show you one of the projects that we're working on and which we ask that you uh, participate in because we can't do it alone. We cannot do it alone. And... When we go out uh, to do the work that we have been assigned to do, we ask that you share this information. And this information is right here. No, nope, that's still the blog. That's not the one that I want. Um, let me pull this out and pull it back in. You know that in 2019, 18 or 19, I can't remember, my little brother Douglas Robinson was murdered in Tent City, and all the, the homeless people, unhoused people, came to his uh, memorial, and we were just so touched. I was touched. So um, this is some of the work that we do uh, by helping feed and clothe the homeless, and I hope that you will do your part in helping feed and clothe the homeless. So you don't have to have a lot of money, but but you do need some resources. So. We have several locations that we go to. And that's the one right under uh, Wacker Drive. <coughs> Excuse me. And then uh, there's a there's a lower right, rapid right, ride too. because they always, always, always need water. Always need water. And uh, it seems that something is, yeah, they always need water, so just know that. So thank you for sending those uh, donations in uh, to the Higher Learning Network. It is a nonprofit organization, and it is tax deductible. You'll be glad to know that. And one of the uh, benefits from it being tax deductible is you can take advantage 
of this, and this is how we show our appreciation. Excuse me. Yes, those uh, donations are tax deductible, and you can go to higherlearningnetwork.org. You will see all of the information there. And you can also scan our code. Oops, i got to open my microphone. Yep, Um, tax deductible donations. Those are some of the T-shirts that you can get when you donate. So uh, feel free to go to higherlearningnetwork.org, higherlearningnetwork.org. Forgive me for that. And uh, make your tax-deductible donation, and you see what we do with the food. Uh, the food, uh, some of that food was donated. The fruit was donated by uh, eaachicago.org and the Chicago uh, Food Depository. And congratulations to our youth who um, participate in the Global First Team Talent Contest. And here's how your teams can get involved as well. between the ages of 13 and 19 can send your one-minute video uh, clip via YouTube. You need a YouTube link. Do not send us an MOV file. Send us a YouTube link, and you can participate. Ages 13 through 19, send it to hlntvshow at gmail.com, and your youth can participate in the contest as well. And congratulations also to our students at the Betty Shabazz International Charter School, which you can see them on my blog, zeldaspeaks.wordpress.com, and we'll be back to tell you more about that and Julie Klein coming up. Everything you need, what your body needs, is found in nature, so Susan Essentials doesn't do it any other way. Susan Essentials provides your employees and individuals access to over 20,000 nutritional products 
and they are shipped direct to your door. Because Susan Essentials is certified in plant-based healing, we're permitted to offer you the best nutritional supplements on the planet. They're non-GMO and sustainably produced, and we take the guesswork out for you. Let Susan Essentials help you take control of your health today. Do you worry about finances, family, health, jobs, relationships? Are you in pain? Do you feel stuck? If you answered yes to any of these questions, help is available. Don't worry, you're not alone. It's part of the human process. You only feel this way because you haven't mastered the voices in your head. No hype, just down-to-earth, solid, workable tools and techniques that you can practice daily. It's really food for the soul, whether you want to learn how not to worry about anything, reverse type 2 diabetes, publish a book, promote your product or service, or just make extra money. To take advantage of the deal of the day, Go to zeldaspeaks.com or call 312-409-6619. Mention promo code The Female Solution and get free shipping. That's zeldaspeaks.com or 312-409-6619. Stop worrying today. Visit zeldaspeaks.com. And thank you for joining us back here on The Female Solution and the Higher Learning Network TV show, which airs Tuesdays at 6, Wednesdays at 1 on Channel 19 and 24-7 on the World Wide Web. But right now, this is the moment that you've been waiting for. Our guest has arrived. Her name is Julia Klein. She is a dynamic, passionate leader who spent the last 15 years as a self-employed consultant and coach supporting leaders and the small to mid-sized organizations they run to become more effective. That's her day job. Her passion since 2016 has been community organizing and local progressive politics. And she is, excuse me, she co-founded an organization in 2020 called Neighbors Who Vote, whose mission is a civic engagement through educational forums and events, as well as voter registration. She was elected in February of this year as a police district counselor for Chicago's 2nd Police District, covering the south side communities of Bronzeville and Hyde Park. Her personal slant on the work is to focus public's attention on the skyrocketing cost of police misconduct settlements. In so doing, she aims to build the political will to take on the FOP and the changes to the financial incentive bill into their contract, okay, as a way of finally trying to get the police accountability that every other effort has largely failed at. <clears throat> Excuse me. She created a podcast about restorative justice, and the workplace was called Solving Me Too. 
and wrote the Amazon bestseller, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Sleaze-Free Selling. I loved it. (laughs) She has lived in Hyde Park since 2019. She's the author. She goes, uh, the author of the bestseller, Sleaze-Free Selling. I just love that. You can find it on Amazon, Neighbors Who Vote. She's the co-founder. You can follow that uh, in WV on Instagram and Police District Counselor Second District, you can visit the website. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for our very own Chicago and Miss Julie Klein. Welcome to the show, Julie. Thank you so much for joining us here this morning. Thank you, Zelda. Thank you, thank you. It's so nice to be here. I appreciate you so much. Yes, and we appreciate the work that you are doing because somebody's got to do something. We just can't keep talking about it and expect it to happen. We've got to do the work. So you are here to show us how to do the work, and we are most appreciative because we're tired of being mishandled because of their misconduct. How did this all come about for you? Um, well, we... Um Television news and lots of 
local podcasts and uh, local paper, like the, the Chicago Reader did a great job of trying to cover this. The Book of Chicago covered it. It's still lots and lots and lots of Chicagoans have no idea this is happening. Oh, my goodness. So the damage that's being done behind the scenes, it just keeps being done because we aren't aware of it and we can't voice it because we don't know. Exactly. And, you know, at this point, there's nothing for members of the public to do um, because, I, I, I mean, district counselors have been elected, you know, and I shouldn't say there's nothing for members of the public to do this. What I mean is in terms of electing people because the next election won't be for another four years. But now what's needed is for members of the public to attend their local district council meetings and voice their concerns about uh, police reform. And I'll make the clarification that a lot of people who come to our meetings anyway are people who are concerned about murdering or carjacking, and they have the misunderstanding that they should come to us for that. And that's something that you need to talk to your caps meeting about. I mean, that, that's a policing issue. And we're not here to, uh, you know, to, to, to handle that kind of thing, like, you know, murdering and carjacking. Um, rather, we're here to receive complaints about uh, police misconduct. Um, and, and, you know, for better or for worse, at least in our district, um, there are, of the people who've been coming to our meetings so far, say that they don't see a lot of police. They acknowledge that police misconduct used to be a big problem, but they don't see a lot of it now. Oh. So, you know, we need to reach more members. I know that police misconduct is still going on, of course so. And it will continue to go on until we demand that it does not. Yeah, and I think that the single biggest piece of evidence that there is still police misconduct going on is the fact that the police department in the city of Chicago is 94% out of compliance with the consent decree that we are currently operating under. And I don't know if your listeners know that five years ago, the uh, the uh, the Department of Justice did an investigation into the Chicago Police Department and the city of Chicago and ultimately resulted in a consent decree that is now being um, overseen by an independent monitor. And there are, I don't know how many paragraphs, several hundred paragraphs that specifically outline the, um, the abuses and the racism and the misconduct built into the Chicago Police Department. And, and it gives specific recommendations for how the police department is supposed to fix those. And we are only in we, meaning the city of Chicago, which represents the police department, um, are only in full compliance with 6% of those hundreds of paragraphs. We're 94% out of compliance. That's been five years. Oh, my goodness. So that shows us they have no intentions of being in, being compliant. None right. whatsoever. So the opposite, of right? Course, they, oh, we're working so hard, we're under-resourced, COVID, come on. No, yes. you don't intend to fix this. No, because it doesn't take five years to fix anything. Right. It, right. Can, be, it can be done systematically over, five, five years is really long enough to have this problem no longer be a problem. It really is. So the next thing is how do we get the general public involved and and not only verbally but physically 
what are some of the things that we can do that's already in place or things that need to be put in place where we can hold them accountable for the misconduct? Yeah, well, uh, first and foremost, attend your district council meeting. And so around the city, there are 22 police districts. Mm-hmm. And those and police districts have been in, been in existence for I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. And there's 22 of them around mm-hmm. the city. Mm-hmm. And every single police district is now represented by a police district council. Okay. And all but one of those districts, there's three of us, three counselors. And all of us are required by law to hold a monthly public meeting. And there's a website. Unfortunately, it's a very, very long, it's not something cute like ChicagoPoliceDistrict.com. Okay. Um, you know, the city of Chicago, blah, 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 blah. Right? So I'll, I'll give it to you. You can share it with your listeners. Okay. Um, I can... And the, the, public, the notices of public meetings for all 22 districts are oh. on that website. Oh. And by law, it's required. Okay. So, you know, people need to find their police district council meetings and go and make, and every meeting is required to have public comment. Okay. And so, go and make public comment and hold your police district counselors, let your police district counselors know what you want them to be doing and what you see in terms of, uh, you know, police misconduct that's going on. I just got a text from one of our loyal listeners, um, Elder. Uh, Baba Kwame Sunhorse sent this. Thank you, Baba Kwame. And he says, since the early 2000s, thousands of U.S. police officers, sheriffs, Border Patrol agents, ICE officers, and FBI agents have trained with Israeli military and police forces. The ADL, that's the Anti-Defamation League, a National Counterterrorism Seminar brought us U.S. U.S. law enforcement visit uh, agents to visit checkpoints in military prisons and introduce them to Israel officials at other sites of apartheid and racial profiling, such as the illegal settlement in Hebron and Ben Gurion Airport. I'll post all of that information on my blog, zeldaspeaks.wordpress.com. And that is taken from the Jewish Voice for Peace. And there's just so much information here. Um, I'll share it. It's a, it's a little bit too 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 much, but not too much, but just for right now. But I'll share more of that on my blog. But knowing that there are monthly, see, we didn't even know this that there are monthly notices for these public meetings in which our voices can be heard, just like at city council. We know about that, but we didn't know about this. I certainly didn't know about it. But I heard about it. Let me correct that. I heard about it when the mayor election was going on because when Dr. Willie Wilson was running, that was one of the things that he was very adamant about is not just having a few but having that available to everyone. So I knew a little but not a lot. Not a lot enough to take actions and to share this information with others. So you will text me the website or email me the website, and uh, I can I can share that because if we don't, it's just a matter of time before it happens to one of us. I'm sh- I'm sure you remember the lady where they accidentally uh, raided the wrong house, a black woman, 
and she was standing in front of the cameras butt naked, then they didn't even have the decency to put throw a robe or a towel or something around her. It's that kind of inhumane treatment that takes us in that direction. So I, I ask myself the question, what are they training them in the training sessions? To be inhumane? Yeah, you know, that, that's, when we talk about police reform, that's a topic that gets a lot of attention. Like, we just need to do better training. And I disagree. Um, and the reason I disagree is because, first of all, um, tra- training, training is one of the most expensive things that we do. And with all the money that we've been spending on training for so many years, it has not moved the needle an iota mm-hmm. in terms of how police act. And the second thing that I, the, the reason why I uh, don't think we need to pour more resources into training mm. is because as soon as police officers leave the academy and they get out on the street, they get partnered up with an officer who's been out here for 20, 25, 30 years, mm-hmm. and that officer says, oh, forget everything you just learned at the academy. Yes. 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 So this notion of, oh, let's just spend a lot more money on training them, that's ridiculous. And the thing to yourself, it's, it's, you know, whatever your profession is, you know, it, you probably sat through a bunch of training before you entered your profession. And whether that was just that you went to college or if you went through with an orientation at your job, how much of what you learned is actually what you do. Mm. Um, mm. And, and how interested are you at this point? Let's, let's imagine at this point that you are 10 years, 15 years into your job. How eager are you to go back and have some consultant put you through two days of training about how to do your job? Not you know, at all. Police are no different. story, I don't remember which other 
was Block Club Chicago, which outlet published it, about a police officer who he and his mother garden. And they have this robot garden. And he talked about how it is how he deals with his stress and trauma uh, on the job. Oh. And so it was a lovely, sweet story, but, um, and, you know, good for him. And I'm glad that he's found a way to talk with that. But, you know, we know for sure that a lot of police officers don't find a way to process the trauma and abuse that they are uh, that they witness mm-hmm. uh, on their job for the simple reason that we know that uh, suicide among Chicago police officers is it's much high. higher than among the average population. Yes. So, you know, and that's a problem. Yes, that's you know? a problem. Big problem. We need, that, we need to support police officers so that they are not having an amount of stress and depression that's right. The people who are protecting us are, are so stressed out, they, they're taking themselves out. That is, it's only in America. Julia, we're talking about the trauma. Um, in, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago, my sister retired from the Cook County Department of Corrections. But before she left, she told me some horrible stories, but she invited me, one of her supervisors her uh, invited me to speak at the uh, men's, training, uh, Cook County Sheriff's training in, in Maywood, right off of 17th Avenue, something like that. And one of the things that I tried to help them understand that even though these people are prisoners in jail, that they are still human. And you have to have some humanity when you're talking to people. And just like what you just said, they looked at me and they laughed. I'm thinking to myself, so I'm going to go in here and make a difference. No, that difference has to come from the heart. You can have someone come in and train you eight hours a day for the rest of your life. If it's not in your heart to be humane, it's not going to happen. And those officers were a prime example. Most of them had been there 15, 20, 30 years, about to retire, and then there were some new ones. And it's like everything you just learned in the academy, throw it out, the, what you just said. things that I'm beginning to advocate for is that we need to change the financial incentives mm. around police misconduct. Mm. The way that it works right now, if a police officer is found wrongful, mm-hmm. and I use this sort of wonky word because sometimes it happens in the court of law, sometimes it happens through COPA, you know, there's, there's, at this point we've got six, eight, ten different alphabet soup agencies that are supposed to be holding police accountable. Um, there's a state certification board, there's COPA, there's a police board. Anyway, so in one of these many places, including a court of law, a police officer is found wrongful. What often happens is the person who that police officer harmed turns around and files a civil rights lawsuit against the city. Yes. And that is that results in, on average, for the last 10 or 12 years, we've been spending $50 million a year on settlements for police misconduct. Mm. And so now it's been $50 million a year. That number is accelerating rapidly. Under the floor, and, and Heather Schroeder at WTTW just did some fantastic reporting about this. But under Lauren Lightfoot's four years, compared to Rahm Emanuel's eight years, on a, on a per annum basis, uh, more, the, the settlements granted under Lauren Lightfoot's administration were both higher dollar and much larger frequency, much greater frequency. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not a slam on Lori Lightfoot. Mm-hmm. What is a statement about what's happening with police settlements? Mm. Because we are now living in an era which 
video camera mm-hmm. in their, on their mm-hmm. person at all times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so whereas 20 years ago, police used to be able to get away with this kind yes. of stuff on regular, now they're getting caught. Yes. And, and they also have body cameras, right? Yes. And, and sometimes mm-hmm. they turn them off. Of course. They're not supposed to. But there's a lot more video than there used to be. And there's also a whole different expectation out here now about how you can't get away with it. And when you do this harm to me, I'm going to come after you. Oh my goodness. 
third year. Oh, my goodness. So we need to have hearings. How much is it? We need to ask the, the, there's a risk manager for the city of Chicago, as well as a risk manager for the police department. How many, police, how many lawsuits are in the pipeline? And how much are those worth? How much is that going to be costing us? We need a hearing about that. How much is in the pipeline? How much money is this? Second, we need to have hearings on alternatives that are within the current scope of a police contract. How else? What else do we do other than just make citizens, uh, just make citizens pay for it? Mm, mm. And thirdly, we need to have uh, we need to have hearings about uh, alternatives that would require a change in the police contract. Mm. Things like health insurance for police, or things like clawback of pension in the face of egregious misconduct. Mm. Talk about these things. Which mm. no longer and and, and, and I, I need to emphasize that what we're talking about are for the moment, all I'm talking about are the 100, 200 at the very tippy top of the worst. There, there are several dozen police officers who have, who have gotten multiple dozens of allegations of wrongdoing against them. And, and the police will say, oh, those are just allegations. Wait. If three dozen citizens have bothered to call a COPA and say, you harmed me. Right.
You're welcome. Thank you. We appreciate you, and we appreciate all of our listeners who are joining this this morning. If you want to, uh, if you have any questions, we'd love to, or comments, uh, out and about with Dave and Daisy, push for police reform. Most police don't know the U.S. Constitution, which they take an oath to defend and and, and uphold. Yes, you are absolutely right. So thank you for sharing that uh, information here on The Female Solution. We're just a few minutes behind uh, our commercial break, so while we're doing that, if you want to send this link to someone and let them know that we are on until 9 a.m., and we will be sharing more information from our illustrious executive director, Naima Latif, of the Female Solution. And you can call in at 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak, and we'll take your calls, and we'll be back. Oh man, God sent the monthly sun bill today. This sunlight is really expensive, especially during this season. I'll probably have to work overtime to pay it. Well, you better pay it on time. We don't want the sun to go out and we're sitting up here all day in the dark. Wouldn't it be terrible if God charged us for sunlight? Well, thank God, the light and heat from the sun is free. So why are we paying such high bills for the energy we use in our homes? Because we don't know how to use solar energy, the free energy from the sun. You can convert your regular home to a solar energy home and save tremendously on your electric bill. Take a look at your electric bill. Wouldn't you like to reduce or possibly even eliminate that cost altogether? Let one of our solar consultants show you how. Call today, 312-849-3456. And schedule a free consultation. That's 312-849-3456. Are you constantly arguing with your spouse? Are your children misbehaving and acting out? Is someone in your family abusing drugs? Have you been the victim of domestic violence? Are you grieving over the loss of a loved one? Let us help you restore serenity to your life. At Serenity Family Social Services, we understand that good mental health is a result of emotional well-being. Our goal is to assist you and your family in removing emotional distress and restoring harmony and balance to your lives. We offer individual, couples, and family counseling. I'm Howard Williams, CEO of Serenity Family Social Services. Call us today at 312-315-4820. That's 312-315-4820. Do you worry? 
about finances, family, health, jobs, relationships? Are you in pain? Do you feel stuck? If you answered yes to any of these questions, help is available. Don't worry, you're not alone. It's part of the human process. You only feel this way because you haven't mastered the voices in your head. No hype, just down-to-earth, solid, workable tools and techniques that you can practice daily. It's really food for the soul, whether you want to learn how not to worry about anything, reverse type 2 diabetes, publish a book, promote your product or service, or just make extra money. To take advantage of the deal of the day, go to zeldaspeaks.com or call 312-409-6619. Mention promo code The Female Solution and get free shipping. That's ZeldaSpeaks.com or 312-409-6619. Stop worrying today. Visit ZeldaSpeaks.com. What if you could live to be 120 years old and remain active, healthy, alert, and vibrant? Our bodies are made up of cells that are constantly rejuvenating. So if we take proper care of ourselves, we can literally defy aging. Join us every Tuesday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time to learn about self-cell care from Susan Essentials on the Female Solution Blog Talk Radio Show. Learn how to help your body and yourself feel rejuvenated each day through proper nutrition, sleep, frequency medicine, and many unconventional methods of self-care. I'm Jody Susan. Join me and my amazing guests by calling in at 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak. We'll help you achieve a breakthrough in your health today. Is Monday morning a struggle to get out of bed, into the swing of things? Well, don't worry, you are not alone. Join us for thought-provoking stimulating and mindful conversations on higher learning with Zelda Speaks for your Monday morning mindfulness sessions on Blog Talk Radio, The Female Solution, Mondays, 7.30 until 9 a.m. Be sure and send your ideas, thoughts, comments, and suggestions. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit zeldaspeaks.com and send us your info. We'd love to have you. Experience mindfulness moments with the mindfulness slash stress relief coach, Zelda Speaks. And thanks for sharing the Mindfulness Moment Tip of the Day. Stay on purpose, stay empowered, and stay tuned to your next session of Mindfulness on Higher Learning with Zelda Speaks. Make it a mindful day. And thanks for listening. Solution and the Higher Learning Network TV show, which airs Tuesdays at 6, Wednesdays at 1 on Channel 19. The topic of the show today is police misconduct. What can we do to stop it? We were blessed with the presence of our very own Chicagoan, Miss Julia Klein from the 2nd District. She's the counselor for the counselor for the district, and she was here for the first half hour. And now we will be joined the second half hour. Uh, and let me remind you that after the show, all of the updates will be on my blog, zeldaspeaks.wordpress.com. 
and you can scroll down there and get all the information that you need. But I want to show you the video of our students from uh, the Betty Shabazz International Charter School. But before I do that, let me bring on our the executive producer of the show, and that would be our very own Naima Latif. And we'll certainly be taking your call, so don't go anywhere we see you, 706-202 and 312-632. Grand Rising, my sister, how are you this morning? Oh, I am I'm wonderful now that I have you here. Not that I already wasn't wonderful, but you just made it more wonderful. Thank you so very much. And it is because of you that we're having the success that we're having, not only on the Female Solution and the Higher Learning Network, but at the Betty Shabazz International Charter School, in which we are, this is our first class for teaching podcast training. And this is um, a sample of that we'll let you see. Uh, podcast training uh, number 10, and these are the students from last week. That is the intro for the Higher Learning Network TV show, but they are going to have their own intro, so you'll get a chance to see them up close and professional. These young people are hot. Are they not, Naima? Oh, yes. They are professional. Yes. Already, and they've only had 10 weeks of training. Yes. And this is the latest group that was this past Wednesday. We'll be back there this Wednesday. They broadcast live.
speaking, saying something. You know, as long as you keep them moving and doing something, they'll be okay. Right. We make the mistake as adults a lot of times, expecting children to sit like corpses, still and quiet and doing nothing. And that is not normal behavior for a child. Children need to be able to... They got way too much energy for that. Yes. And I'm very grateful for their energy, but I don't need it all the time. Yes. The energy that they have is a sign of their high intelligence. Yes. And they're seeking to learn. So we're excited to give them something to learn. And and they enjoy. That they want to learn, too. Yeah. Yes, they enjoy seeing themselves mastering this craft and and realizing that they have the ability to influence thought by the things that they say. And that's, that's empowering for young people. We want yes. them to feel empowered yes. so that they know they have the ability to shape the world. They have the ability to change things that they see are not in their best interest. And we help them by giving them the feeling of being heard, to listen to their suggestions, to listen to their observations, and to acknowledge them and praise them when they have shown that they are really paying attention and learning and mastering it. So it's exciting to watch. It's exciting to watch them develop and evolve. And they are just simply phenomenal. I have have never seen 7th and 8th graders They know so much already. It's like I'm learning from them. That's one thing I learned as a teacher. You think you're teaching, you're learning. They teach me every week. Yes. You become a great teacher when you realize you are learning and they're actually enhancing your understanding. So that's why I always enjoy being in the atmosphere of young people. It's it's a whole new perspective in life. We have to remember these are young people who've grown up in the age of cell phones and internet. So being able to instantly communicate with everybody is the normal thing for them. Right. Being able to master a, a switchboard, a computer, it's normal for them. Knowing how to figure out how a smartphone can do all these different things, can can uh, do video and 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 create audio uh, recordings and all of these things that they're it's part of their growing up environment. So they master it so easily, and sometimes people, you know, 50 and 60 plus years of age and 70 plus years, we are intimidated by our, our, our cell phone because we know it does stuff, but we don't know how to do it. And young person pick it up, oh, here you go, you know, and they got it. That is so funny, and it is so true. Cause I'm in there, I'm in, I'm in there with the other phone I got, you know, for the high alert network. I'm in there trying to figure it out, and it was like, oh, oh, uh, Mama Zelda, here, you just do this, do that. I was like, oh, okay, that's it. Like, oh, okay, and so this is this is why the world is in such good hands. If we just treat our children with kindness, they will blossom. Just like if you've ever, if you've ever taken care of a plant, you know, if you pay them attention, you give them water when they need it, you give them sunlight when they need it, you know, and you and you create a pleasant atmosphere, the plants will blossom and flourish. It's the same thing with our children. We have to shine the light on them. We have to give them an atmosphere that they can blossom and flourish and feel safe and be nourished when they when they're seeking nourishment. 
whether it's mental or physical nourishment, and they'll blossom. So the way you treat them is so critical to their development. They're very sensitive. It's like a plant. You know, you would want to, you know, knock a plant over it because they're going to go on the shot. Well, the same thing with our children. When we knock them around verbally or physically, we're, we're destroying them. We're, we're, we're throwing them into shock. So we have to, we have to change the environment that we are exposing our children to if we want them to flourish in the way we want them to flourish. So I'm, I'm really glad that we introduced this topic today in uh, addressing the whole policing issue. Our children, unfortunately, are growing up with a sense of fear and dread over the people who are supposed to be making them feel safe. And that has to be corrected. And that means we have to look at how do we get to this point where people that we're, we're designating a portion of our tax dollars to pay their salaries so that they can make us feel safe and secure in our environment, how do they get to a point where our children are feeling, are feeling terrorized by this group of people? Mm-hmm. That can't continue. No, it can't. So I'd like to point out a, a, just a couple of things where, you know, you, were, you all were talking about the consent decree, and a lot of people may not know what that is, so I want to just maybe share it with our listening audience so we know what it is that we have agreed to do. What is a consent decree? A consent decree is a court order that establishes an enforceable plan for sustainable reform. Typically, consent decrees are detailed documents that include specific requirements and deadlines for action. Police consent decrees in other cities around the country have required an independent monitor. The independent monitor needs to be approved by a federal judge. Once the federal judge approves the independent monitor, that monitor is charged with measuring the police department's progress by making sure the police department implements the changes required in the consent decree. The independent monitor reports to the federal judge. The federal judge oversees the police department's compliance with the consent decree and holds the department and the city accountable for satisfying the consent decree's requirements. So the, the position that your guest has, that's that independent monitor that we've created. That's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what we're looking at what it should be doing. So what does the consent decree require? The consent decree requires the Chicago Police Department and the City of Chicago to reform training, policies, and practices in a number of important areas, such as use of force, community policing, impartial policing, training, accountability, officer wellness, data and information systems, and more. The goal is to ensure that the CPD Chicago Police Department performs constitutional and effective policing that keeps both community members and officers safe and restores the community's trust in the department. So I just wanted to just share that so that our audience understands what it is that this police board is supposed to be doing to ensure that our police are performing properly. Now, one thing I'd like to point out, when we are honest about what we've done and what exists, then we can fix it. One of the biggest influences of the corruption in the police department is the quotas that 
character is supposed to show that they're out on the street doing their job and at the end of the month they need to have a certain amount of tickets written or a certain amount of arrests made. That greatly incentivizes them to be dishonest. And it is known that they will go into the low-income areas and do more ticket writing in terms of traffic violations or parking violations, and they do more arrests. And even we've seen how they will provoke people to anger so they can then arrest them. Yes, ma'am. Now, why are they doing that? Well, if they've been given a quota, and please, please, department, do not lie and say you don't do it because you do. That's the problem. You have your officers really out there fundraising, because that's what I call it when you're writing tickets so that you can make a certain quota for the month you can look like you're working. Thank you. When you when you create that standard that they have to meet, then you motivate them to do things that are dishonest so that they can meet that quota so they can keep their job. Or they can get a promotion or some type of recognition of doing a good job because they have generated a certain amount of income through their tickets and arrests. This is not keeping the city safe. It's creating a constant state of agitation in people, irritation, anger, frustration, stress. How is that keeping us safe? It is not. So the city has to develop some honest ways of generating revenue and not doing it through the police department. That's number one. So let's be honest about what we're doing. If you look at your budget and you have a certain percentage that's expected to come from police department activities, you need to fix it. That's a city problem. It is. And so in addition to that, you have officers that are at a high level of paranoia because of what they see. And we know the mass media highlights black males or Hispanic males as dangerous. So if you're already, and now black females and Hispanic females as dangerous. So if in your mind you've been programmed to see people who are minding their own business as a potential threat, and you're walking up to them and supposed to be a routine traffic stop, ready to pull your gun out of your holster and shoot them for reaching for their driver's license. There's something wrong with that. Definitely wrong. Now, whose fault is it that you've been programmed to think that way? Well, let's take responsibility for us continuing to reinforce the image of every black male being dangerous. You know how stressful that is, and we know because we, we see black males all the time. How stressful is that when you might just accidentally miss a traffic stop and a police light is flashing behind you and you are literally thinking you might lose your life? No one should live under that kind of stress. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're creating. We're creating a society where people are living in fear of each other and it's a, it's a well-founded fear because people have to go to lot. Every day? Every day. All day. And now, on the other hand, because I have a lot of friends that are police officers, and they live in a constant state of stress because they do face people who are doing dishonest things. 
who are armed and dangerous because they're carrying firearms. I had a, I have friends who, and I, and I may have told the story before, I'm not sure if it was on this show or somewhere else, but he's a police officer, young black male police officer, and he pulled over a young black male because he didn't have a license plate on his car. So he, you know, pulled him over and said, well, you know, where's your license plate? So the young, young guy, and it's the typical uh, look that we've been given as, you know, dangerous, out control black males, that's the red license, hair, dark skin, all that. Stereotypes. It's in a lot of solutions mind. And so the young guy says, I got my plate. And he goes, well, look, he goes reaching under his uh, seat. Mm-hmm. Well, my police officer friend, you know, immediately he pulled out his gun. He pointed at the guy's head and said, move, don't move. You know, the guy, you know, he actually was pulling out his license plate that he had under his seat. He was trying to tell him, I haven't had a chance to put it on the car yet, you know. And he looks up and he's got a gun in his face. And he's like, what did you do, man? I'm just showing you my license plate. And my police officer friend was just so, she was just so frazzled that he almost blew his head off out of his fear that this man was reaching for a gun. I mean, of course, he was just distraught the whole day, you know, that that happened. But he said, don't ever do that. Don't ever make a sudden move. You know, and the young guy who, who pulled out his license plate from under his car, he was like, but I'm just showing you my license plate. He had no idea that the officer is in this constant state of, of uh, higher, high, heightened alert mm-hmm. and uh, fear for his life and already programmed that young males are dangerous because there are some young people out there that are carrying weapons. Mm-hmm. So, not all. Not all. So you have this, this dynamic going on where everybody's fearing everybody and everybody's trying to figure out who are the dangerous people and then we have this image of who the dangerous people are. So now let's look at what is motivating our young people to be carrying weapons. We have a very uh, strong, flourishing drug trafficking industry and we know that we've created or allowed to be created an industry of organized crime where people are battling for drugs selling perp and everything else. We've got that going on. Then you've got the bullying going on where people are afraid of getting beat up by whether it's a, 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 a gang member or just somebody who's a bully. People are afraid of being robbed. So a lot of people feel like I must carry this gun to protect myself. You have mm-hmm. a lot of
this fear that's been generated by real situations, you know, people feeling like they got to protect their safety. And then you have the police who are hypersensitive to the fact that so many people have guns and feeling like a certain type of person is possibly armed and could shoot them. So all of this fear that creates the condition that we see and adding to it and exacerbating it is the underlying requirement that police officers make a certain amount of arrests and write a certain amount of tickets mm-hmm. and a lot of revenue for the city. And that has to stop. As Julia said, it's been five years, and the numbers have not gone down. Gone down. And why is that? Because we, as a community, have not demanded it. And she left us with solutions on how to do it. And all of that will be placed on my blog. The the lines are lit up. we got to take our last commercial break and get to those calls. 706-202, we're headed your way. Five one five six zero five nine three two five. Press one to speak. Right after this break, we'll be right back. Okay. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. We are a part of the online network of Associated Internet Radio hosts. On Air. On Air empowers you with transformative news and interactive radio TV shows. This is such a wonderful time to be alive and to see our human family coming together as one community as a result of that powerful tool, the Internet. We can now talk directly to each other all over the world. There's no need for conflict or misunderstanding. There's no need for violence to solve our differences. We can talk to each other face-to-face until we reach an agreement. On Air offers a fantastic global guide to communicators from all over the world who are using their Internet platforms to inspire us to strive to be our best selves in order to become the kind, compassionate, loving people we were all born to be. Once we do that, we'll see planet Earth transformed into a place of peace. Subscribe to the recommended YouTube channel. Facebook pages, and podcasts created by these Voices of Enlightenment. On Air provides daily news briefs and a weekly magazine to keep you abreast of events and opportunities. On Air news affiliates in television, radio, and print share information, insight, and interviews with notable personalities. Go to onaireverywhere.com for a daily dose of uplifting news. We're on air everywhere, online all the time. Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 
and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com. Do you worry about finances, family, health, jobs, relationships? Are you in pain? Do you feel stuck? If you answered yes to any of these questions, help is available. Don't worry, you're not alone. It's part of the human process. You only feel this way because you haven't mastered the voices in your head. No hype, just down-to-earth, solid, workable tools and techniques that you can practice daily. It's really food for the soul, whether you want to learn how not to worry about anything, reverse type 2 diabetes, publish a book, promote your product or service, or just make extra money. To take advantage of the deal of the day, go to zeldaspeaks.com or call 312-409-6619. Mention promo code The Female Solution and get free shipping. That's zeldaspeaks.com or 312-409-6619. Stop worrying today. Visit zeldaspeaks.com. show you are watching the higher learning network tv show on the female solution podcast and if you just tuned in the topic of today is police misconduct what can we do to stop it we were uh, blessed with the presence of julia klein from the second uh, district counselor for all the abuse that's going on in the world and she gave us some words of wisdom and things how we can get involved and stop talking about it to the abuse about it to each other and show up at these meetings. So that information will be on my podcast, excuse me, on my blog, zeldaspeaks.wordpress.com. And as you're looking at the uh, blog right here, if you can see the professional podcast uh, virtual training, even though it says virtual, I think we need to, to do it in person. For those who uh, are out of town, we will have to do it in virtual. But for in, in-house what are some of the things that um, our uh, students can expect, adult students, not only um, youth but adults, Naima? What can our uh, – and, and uh, be sure to mention Jackie's uh, uh, Elevate Cafe. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then we're going to the phone lines.
social media and all of the connections that you can make to your social media platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. The way that you can send your message out, the way you can communicate with people live in real time all across the world, we've done it. And to also influence thought, this is such a powerful time to be a part of the mass media movement because mass media has been made possible for the average person to participate in and influence. So there's nothing that the major TV or radio network advocates also do not have at this point right in your hands, and we teach you how to master how to master it, not just be on here all willy-nilly and looking all crazy because you got dead air. You don't know what that is, but we show you how to. I mean, we've got, what, between us 30, 40 years of, of broadcast uh, communication skills, so we're the pros, so we can, we can teach you a few things that they won't teach you in, in ordinarily school, okay? So you'll be ahead of the game. So we just wanted to share that with you. Go to... Uh, ZeldaSpeaks.wordpress.com and check it out. And then go to HigherLearningNetwork.org slash resources. And that information will be on the blog, too. It's 845. Let's get to the phones. 515 Press 1 to speak. And I do believe that is our very own Baba Kwame Sunhorse. Grand Rising Baba. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. I'm very honored and grand rising and assalamu alaikum to my sister Naima. You know, I sit here in this stolen, I just returned from South Carolina, but I just sit here in this stolen land of the Muscogee Creek in this forest and look at how we're building communities because forest is the first community. And we're looking at how do we bring this forest into these concrete jungles how do we bring the natural element of human beings that we are looking at how do we police ourselves? And I thank Naima and the Betty Shabazz school, charter school, is because we're starting with the children and allowing them to see that they have an opportunity to take the techno-spiritual and it's kind of what POD stands for, people offering decisions people offering decisions. These young people now can offer decisions as how they see the world in which and how they would like to see the world in which they're going to be adults in. Mm. And so it's giving them the tools to make the choices, to make the change, because Mm. they see what is going on in the community, in that city, and all of the things that are, are being done. And it was very important that you brought that councilwoman on because she's in the the rooms where the decisions are made about people's lives. And so it's important. That's why I was sharing with you the part about the Israelis because that's what the news is. But the United States has been sending their police forces to be trained as, as armies. And this is what we're seeing that's going on in Atlanta here, they're they're making a camp to do training. They have forces there in Chicago where, you know, the people are under siege in in essence. They're under siege. 
And the thing that we have to look at is is that they could do better if there was better things that were given to them or there were opportunities because economic poverty is a a, a tool for crime. Economic poverty is a tool for crime. And when you look at how they have built this system of government and being able to say a crime is a way in which they can put you back in slavery or indentured servitude because it's written into the 13th Amendment. Neither slavery nor in, neither slavery nor indentured servitude except if you're duly convicted of a crime. So you make the environment criminally possible for people to have lack and to be as homeless and, and on the streets with no place to, to be in a, a space to put their stuff in. So we've got to make some choices because we have to give the children the tools. These young middle school children are the next generation of adults. They're on their way to becoming adolescents. Add the lessons that's going to change the system. Add the lessons that's going to be the change for the system. The system is broke. The system is broken. And we have done our part in dealing with getting us to this point. Now, what are we helping them to do? And that was the part of having the podcast. They can use this techno-spiritual to reconnect the people back to the spiritual. I totally agree. Absolutely. There has to be a standard of human behavior that we all assume that we will strive to meet. We cannot have a society of an us against them, the good versus evil, and everybody seeing everybody else as the evil and themselves as the good. We cannot survive as we continue this state of conflict. It is not sustainable, and that's why it's imploding. And when we realize that the way we've been doing things is not working, rather than us keep training people to doing the same things, the same way expecting different results, we will change the entire system, we'll change the entire perspective of why we're doing what we're doing. Now, of course, we talked about the fact that the police system itself evolved out of the slave control, which was intended to keep people in slavery. It was intended to capture people who were were traveling the road without the knowledge or permission of their so-called owners and to capture them and send them back. Or if they didn't have any papers showing where they so-called belong, to basically uh, have them confined until they could be sold on the market. So a lot of people who were really people ended up getting sold in through that policing system known as the slave patrol. So you had the modern-day policing system evolving out of that. And that's part of the problem of that mindset that driving along and if you just stop if you don't show the team how they drive this license you don't show you're not sure paper you can be arrested or, or, or fined or ticketed or jailed. Why are we needing to carry ID to verify who we are? And why are our people feeling like they have a right to demand some type of verification of who we are? It's the same slave 
And I think that as we break this thing down in terms of how we're treating the other human beings and realizing this is not the standard of behavior we're going to accept anymore, we'll abolish a lot of these practices that are adding to this ongoing conflict between the police department and the citizens. We need to redefine the purpose of the police. And it only continues to occur because we allow it to. Absolutely. And if we want something different, we got to do something outrageous. And that's like stop talking about it and be about it. Join the the movement, so to speak, because if we don't do it, who will? And we say we want to do this for our children. So what are we waiting for? Right. And our, our job as parents is to teach our children to be self-managed. If you don't learn to control yourself, you will always be controlled by someone else. Mm -hmm. And the ideal is for you to manage yourself, manage your own emotions, manage your own anger, manage your own response to things so that people are not feeling like they have to call somebody to come and control you. Right. We can all do that. Because we're out of order, and we don't have to be. Uh, it is 8.53. Let's get another call. Baba uh, Kwame, I will leave your mic open, but we're going to go to 312-632. You're live on the female Thank solution. Thank you. Hi, who's Sister this? Sister Naima uh, for sending me part two of the housing piece, which evolved into what I wrote a couple of hours ago, which is an affidavit for 13 November 2023. Please bear with me for the next minute as I read it verbatim. I, Andrew C.M. Nelson Bay, Declare that a low-deal ownership of residential private property as your singular primary residence at any given time is a human right that shall be honored and forced as a matter of law, colon, the National Reparations Proclamation primarily for Asiatic Indigenous American descendants of chattel slavery and native genocide, written by one Andrew C.M. Nelson Bay, in whose capacity as mayor of Chicago Territory, Illinois Republic, is that legal document that articulates what is required to enable federal subsidies earmarked for housing, the recent influx of denizens into Cook County, Illinois, and throughout the country, most of whom are subject to being summarily deported upon re-election of President Trump next year, a fact that I have reckoned with, there should shall be an inventory of all available units in Cook County Land Bank Authority, and I shall consult with Housing Judge Leonard Murray to ascertain how best to accept my single to occupy. Pardon me, how best to occupy my single-family house at my 110 Paxton to literally put my own house in order. So I'll ask your majesty Najaya Elohim of, um, you know, Colorado to marry me and move in with me if she wants to via lifetime partnership contract signed Andrew C.M. Nelson Bay. And that was just a thought. Okay. Uh, well, Andrew, I invite you to join us uh, to listen in on Wednesday. We're going to be continuing that discussion on housing and put forth a plan. We're looking also to have of our elected officials join us 
because everybody can participate in the solutions, uh, at whether you are someone with God's faith to offer, uh, you are person is willing to finance the space that can be made available to the unhoused, or if you are currently unhoused and are willing to agree to share in the maintenance of the space that you are being allowed for a year to occupy and to conform to the state uh, and secure behaviors in a cooperative housing environment. So we're going to be talking about that on Wednesday and looking forward to presenting a solution that the citizens can make happen, even if the government does not participate. But we hope that the government does do its share in providing some incentives for this. So we'll be talking about that on this Wednesday. So we invite you to listen in on Wednesday on the Female Solution. Yes, I shall participate this Wednesday, and thank you for your invitation. And thank you, Andrew Nelson Bay, a longtime caller and supporter of the Female Solution and um, the Higher Learning Network's um, homeless program because he's always donating those delicious bean pies. Yeah, I do have. I, I'm, I'm guilty. I do. I did taste one of them. Yes, I did. And it lasted more than a day because uh, if you know my issue with diabetes, I have to be very mindful of that. So I don't eat the whole pie now. I just eat a slice. I must confess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking my mother, would you like a slice? Well, maybe later. So I said, well, I'll have one. Would you like a slice? Well, maybe later. Well, I'll have another one. Next thing I know, I eat the whole pie. Because okay. it's so easy to eat because it's so good. But and, uh, are we going into over? Okay. Uh, if you're on the switchboard and you want to talk, press 1 right now. We'll come back to you. Hold on. At www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash the-female-solution. Leave your That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John Kujun, France, Merci, Spain, Gracias, Italy, Grazie, Egypt, Shukran, Ghana, Medasi, Nigeria, Eshe, South Africa, Ngiabonga, Senegal, Jared, Kenya, Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.
thank you. And may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings. network.org all the information that we share all you have to do is go to the uh, higherlearningnetwork.org and click on this Facebook YouTube uh, Instagram uh, Twitter and all that other good stuff so if we even have a Pinterest spot up there so be sure and go and check that out I forgot to say happy birthday birthday born day to Whoopi Goldberg today's her birthday Yes, one of our favorite actresses. Happy happy Earth Day, birthday, born day to our very own Whoopi Goldberg. And remember the song, Can We Talk for a Minute? Girl, I want to know your name. I know I can't sing, but my heart is in it. Uh, Kevin Tamble. I said it wrong. Kevin Tamble, today his birthday, too. And before I forget, let us remind the audience about shopping with Zoe on December 5th. Yes. We are so excited that we are launching our own home shoppers show with Shop with Zoe. With Zoe. Show. And we're also enjoying some nice, healthy teas and 
treats that we can share and enjoy? Well, we have those conversations about improving our interpersonal relationships, improving our community relationships, and improving life as we learn how to interact and make a difference. So look out for that as well. We'll be giving you more information on that for those who are in and around the Chicagoland area can join us. That's going to be exciting, too. We were there one day, and he was like, okay, this is, this this can work. I love it. And then there's a, a restaurant next door, and there's also another store next door where we got those Moringa seeds. I could not believe. Look, Google Moringa seeds and see what they can do for you. So when you come by the store, come by the Elevate Cafe, you can go next door, and you'll see there's a lot of benefits uh, that will be included in this experience. So thank you so much. Ten minutes here to uh, continue with the uh, after show. Well, you know, I, I know a lot of people are really distressed with what they see happening, but we're in the birth of what's about to be birth as a new society. And for those of us who have given birth, those last few moments. Mm-hmm. You make a person money to pay for something. 
you're letting them starve, you're letting them sleep out in the cold because you're lacking in compassion. So if you want to be the person who is loving, kind, compassionate, considerate, then you will do the things that that kind of person does. We have laws in this society that are mean-spirited and cruel. And the people who uphold those laws, is that who you want to be? Someone who lets people freeze to death in sub-zero weather because they don't have money? Is that who you want to be as a soul? So when we transform the society, it's not one group of people that's wrong and another that's right. Everybody has to raise their level of existence and be the person who is an expression of the divine. God is only love, not meanness, not hurt, not pain, but love. So that means everybody has to raise their own level of awareness to be that person so that no one has to fear you. No one has to carry a weapon against you. No one has to bar their doors and lock themselves in because they fear your theft of their things. Similarly, no one should have to take from you because you won't share. You have over the abundance of what you need and you're affording it and you're seeing people hungry and cold and starving and thirsty and you won't share. So what are you forcing to do but take from you by force? If you have it and you withhold it and not yours, so withhold because Everything we have belongs to the earth. We're just here to use it while we're in these physical bodies, and then we leave. So no one has a right to withhold what belongs to all of us. It's a mindset. It's a state of awareness, a state of being, a state of consciousness that we all have to rise to. That's what makes us live in a constructive state. At some point, there will be no police because there will be no need for police or policing because everyone will be self-managed. That is the society that we are evolving to. We got to go through these birthing pains so that we see the things that need to change. That's why we empower the young people to be able to express what they see and to express what they desire. Because they're the ones who are going to usher in this new society based on them choosing not to repeat our same mistakes. They're going to choose to create something different because we create it. It's painful and hurtful. So we're in the final phases of giving birth to the new earth. And childbirth is painful in those last few minutes. And I'm going to tell you, I had my daughter at 3.40 in the morning. And at 3.15, my obstetrician, I'm in the midst of my most painful, super pain. And he said to me, what time do you want to have this baby? And I said, I want to have this baby at 3.40. Five more minutes is all I take. And he said, okay. And at 3.40, I finally pushed her out. She was born. Wow. I didn't know that you could do that. Because you in so much pain. I don't know if you could either, but yeah. And you know, if it hurts enough, you decide, okay, I'm done. I'm ready to, I'm ready for this new beginning to happen right now. I've had enough pain. So 
that's where we're at now. We've had enough pain. We're ready to give birth to this baby. And so this is every every act that is upsetting to us, that's making us angry. We're saying, I'm ready to give birth to this baby. I'm ready to birth this new earth. I'm ready to create this new society where there is only love and peace and joy and no more suffering. I'm ready. That's what we're saying. So let's choose to make it happen. We can do Because we have the power to do it. We can't wait on anybody else. That's right. Because it's not going to happen. So if you want something different. Yes, yes, Bob, go right ahead. Okay, I just sent you uh, a YouTube, but it's a book. It's called Dumbing Down of American Schools. And this woman was part of the committee that Ronald Reagan did in restructuring the educational system. And we need to understand what has been done in order to see what we can undo. What has been done so we can understand what we must undo. And these are the tools that we're going to have to pass down to the next generation. And being able to give them tools because they come with their purpose. Only thing we give them are the tools that's needed for them to fulfill their mission as to what, like Naima says, push her daughter out. That means is that... In that part of, of that child being birthed, the woman's body goes into contractions. We, a woman makes a contract with the child when it's coming out of her womb. And that contract is, is to provide them the necessary things for their mission on this earth. The contract, the contractions, is the contract that the mother gives and that part of struggle, of going through that birth pain, how struggle is the highest form of education. Mm. Mm. Well, as always, Baba Kwame is right on time, and I will be sharing that information on my blog on zeldaspeaks.wordpress.com. I want to thank you for staying here with us today and for sharing this information. Thank you, Baba Kwame Sunhorse. Thank you, Naima Latif. Please join us tomorrow morning. But until then, go to my blog. That's where the uh, uh, updates are, zeldaspeaks.wordpress.com. And be sure and come back here tomorrow morning with self, self-care self with Jody Susan on The Female Solution. And we'll do it all over again. You think today's show was good? Huh? Wait till you see tomorrow. We'll see you then. Stay on purpose. Stay in power. And stay tuned for more of Higher Learning on The Female Solution. And thanks for watching. The Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. Thanks, Baba Kwame. Enjoy your day.